Say good day to the members, of course. So, mate, for this uh, for this show, this is for uh, for the member podcast, and I will be putting up a bit of this as a teaser for uh, for all the main listeners as well. Uh, so, we're going to have a chat to an old friend, an old mate, used to know Nick Phillips, uh, singer, songwriter, performer, entertainer, however you want to. There's probably a million titles you could go by. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, people have said a lot worse things, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we are joined by Nick Phillips. Um, yeah, people around Brisbane will, will most likely, if you're venturing into some pubs and clubs around the place, if uh, if you're one of the, the people who have had their shots and so forth, and, and that will be changing uh, soon, so we'll talk about that as well. That's one of the reasons why I want to have a chat to you. Uh, but yeah, you would have seen Nick uh, playing various pubs and clubs. I think you were at the Green Bank RSL just recently. Um, where else? Mm-hmm. You've been, been getting around Brisbane a fair bit, haven't you? Back into doing gigs again? Uh- a little bit, just doing those sort of low profile little um, pub gigs at the moment. Yeah, I was at the Royal Queensland Yacht Squadron this afternoon. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, so Greenwank, the private function over the weekend. Um, things are starting to ramp up. I'm actually in the process of putting together a new show with Tuffy. I don't know if you remember Tuffy. Yeah, I remember Tuffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, 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 we're putting, he is. We're putting together the ultimate Aussie session show. Oh, fantastic. Which like bringing back the times from the 90s and all that, what we the madness we used to get up to. That's fantastic. And, That'd uh, be awesome. No, okay. I'd love yeah. to go to one of those shows again, but like I mentioned before, and Andy, Andy of course, uh, for the listeners, is here with us as well. Um, the members could obviously see the video of this, but Andy's joined us for the conversation as well. We might have Ethan pop in a little bit later on too. He's on his way back home. Um, but yeah, um, mate, we were, the reason why I wanted to get you on, uh, Nick, was because, of course, just recently, all the listeners probably know this who are in Queensland, but good old Palachuk and, uh, made the announcement that as of uh, this coming Thursday... The unvaxxed are allowed to go back into places like coffee shops, restaurants, bars, clubs, pubs, all that sort of stuff. Any of these venues were allowed to venture back in um, and not have not have to worry about showing any proof of vaccination status. So we've been sort of touting this hold the line mentality for, geez, Andy, how long now for quite a while? A couple of months, six months, maybe? Uh-huh. Um, whenever they brought it in since yeah. then, basically, we're well, like kind of hold the line, you know? Do you remember how long it was? Was it six months? Can't remember. More than that, man. Might be more than that. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So we haven't, like my wife and I, like we used to go out every now and again, go to enjoy a, uh, an anniversary at a, yeah, at a hotel and go and have dinner and all that. So couldn't even do that, you know what I mean? So now that's all going to get reversed. They're removing these restrictions. Folks like yourself, so you've had 
Nick, tell us what two two years of of basically hardship because you're 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 a full time performer, aren't you? Yeah, my whole family is basically, um, and um, so yeah, going back to what two and a half, nearly three years ago now. Yeah, take, take um, us, yeah. just just talk to us a bit about how it sort of impacted you in some that from that beginning period. Obviously, everyone kind of got swept up in this, not everyone, but most people kind of got swept up in the whole, you know, the the, the COVID scam and all that sort of shit. You know what I mean? Um, and then they well, went and locked everyone down. There's two areas that that, can, that I have I've shown interest in. One is people in general in the hospitality industry and not just the hospitality industry but a lot of independent businesses and small businesses Mm -hmm. who from day one were pretty much told they couldn't they had to go into lockdown they had to you know stop doing their business stop doing their their living Mm -hmm. um a lot of people got some help from JobKeeper for a while but you know that was a lot of businesses just kept a lot of people just kept losing work every time a politician would open their mouth and say this is likely to happen or that's likely to happen you would lose three to six months worth of work in front of you so it was always up and down and you know people sort of think oh well we should you know you chose the wrong industry you should just go get another job well when you've been doing something for 40 odd years it's not that easy yeah that's right. um, there's a big mental hurdle involved but there's also the practicalities i've got some very high skill sets in my area around music but then and i to figure out how to actually translate those into other areas is difficult so one area of interest for me is not just the music industry but people in that kind of gig economy um you know people who independent businesses who had no one represent us um we've had no voices stand up for our our industries um the government very much has used particularly the hospitality sector um to build use it to build fear amongst young people in particular Mm. they're having a lot of trouble getting young people to get to you know to go along with lockdown to start with and then to um you know go along with the vaccination programs so they used our sector to you know if they take away people's rights that's going to build fear in them mm-hmm. and they didn't really care about the the individual people working in the industry or the, or the small businesses they they just haven't cared and they haven't put in policies to support them so that's that sector and music in in general I'm very much involved with the local grassroots industry. I mean, I've done a lot of things across my career. I've had seven albums out. I've actually only person in the world to get to number three in China, singing in Chinese with Chinese artists and all that stuff. There you go. So I've got, I've got some unique stories behind me. But but my I know a lot about the grassroots industry and how we work from a grassroots upwards. And if you don't have that grassroots healthy industry, you don't have anything. I mean, it's out of... Yeah, in the 80s and 90s, we had a really healthy grassroots live scene here in Queensland. And that was the breeding ground for, you know, for Keith to come out or for Powderfinger to come out. All these, you know, acts that yeah, have gone on yeah. during that time to come out. You had to have that fertile ground. We lost that back around the late 90s when the government really started putting a lot more focus on the pokies and the gambling taxes. So prior to that, the venues would work with a lot of artists and musicians to draw people into the venues. Mm. The venues were set up to mm-hmm. be to have the right atmosphere for live music and we, we played an important role in their trade and that was like underpinning then artists careers and they're you know going on to being art, original artists and etc that came out of that thing mm. but so the first big dent for us here locally in queensland was the um, introduction of the pokies and the government's focus on that because then a lot of the venues clubs and chains hotel chains they changed their focus from an entertainment base to a gambling tax base and that's all about we, the we, money, mates. Absolutely. So we lost a lot then. The second thing that hit, hit us in the guts was just in the early 2000s when the real digital disruption started to happen. So one thing that you always had as a local artist was I could put an album out and I, if I could sell 2,000 
units that you know 20 bucks a head well there was like forty thousand dollars that could underpin the operations of your business yeah, right. that you lost that with the digital first of all happened with napster and stuff like that we lost total revenue mm-hmm. control um there is a bit of a model now around with apple and spotify and everything else but still for local artists you know you, you make enough in a year to get a cup of coffee you don't make anything like you used to do. So, yeah, you're so not, we you're, lost, not, you're not buying a house with all the money you're making from doing gigs and stuff. Making, yeah, no, not making anything. No, mm. and the yeah, the governments haven't kept up with policies to go along with that digital disruption. So what's happened is the industry's the industry is more profitable than it's ever been before globally, but it's monopolised by one percent of you know your your apples, your Spotify's, your your major labels. They've got all the money at the top. Mm. There's no longer any more filtering down through the rest of the industry. Yep. The only thing we had left was the gigs that we could pull together and of course with covid we lost that totally so we had no way of developing income streams now people started jumping on and trying to do live streaming and things like that but it's just we won't we won't get up for it and what to me what it highlighted for our industry was that while we've been and i'm, I'm just talking from a queensland perspective yeah, here. That's fine. i'm sure it's probably similar for the rest of the country but go ahead yeah We've had a very good artistic base, right? We've had a lot of good talent come through the industry. But we've never really had an industry structure around it that's helped the industry grow up. So from a government point of view, the government's always looked at our sector as being an art sector and not really as a a commercial industry sector. And what they're missing is that globally, there are many economies around the world where the arts and entertainment, the music industry, the digital industry is a driver of economies and the main player of pillars of economies. Here, where they look at this as an art sector that really they've got to throw money to with grants or whatever else, and they haven't helped us develop into a, a grown-up industry. So to me, what COVID did was it really highlighted the fact that we were in, we were a house of cards. Yeah, you know, there's a big well, gap there, isn't there? Yeah, the whole expo- thing it exposed that gap, didn't it? Yeah. So one thing about the music industry is it's always had, you know, from the you know back into the early 20th century was always whether it was world wars or or um yeah um economic crashes or the introduction of vinyl or the introduction of digital it was always heralded that you know the industry was dying <laughs> like even when the first vinyl records came out back or the, the old 78s in the very first days people were saying oh no one's going to go listen to live music anymore because i'll just hear it on this thing there's always been this doomsday thing of the industry yeah, dying. Right. <laughs> But the industry has always redeveloped itself and come out with something different because the one thing stays constant is that people never stop listening to music. There are more people listening to music today than ever before. One thing about Spotify and all that is that people have more access and they're hearing more music than ever before. What we have to do now is we have to figure out how do we evolve to the next level to what that new model is for the industry and how do we, in doing that, pull back some of the things that we need to pull back so that the local industries start to get some ways of earning money again, start to becoming a stronger business in what they do. Can, so, I, can I just interject there, Nick? Because yeah. I'm noticing a trend, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, if you're not seeing it yourself, maybe Andy could throw in his weight behind this one as well. But like my daughter, for example, you know, loves digital music, loves YouTube, all that, the, the same shit. She's nearly 16 years old. They, they, they're all into the same things. She's a musician herself. She plays um, flute and stuff in school. She has since she was in grade like three or something, you know. Uh, heavily involved in music at school, all that sort of stuff. She wanted a record player. And we're like, awesome, here's a record player, you know. Got one for your birthday. 
my grandfather brings over a big, great big box full of old records. I've got heaps of them still here. She's picking out all the ones she wants to listen to. And then, and she loves it. She she's gone and, she, and the new music she wants, she wants them on vinyl. You know what I mean? So there's, there's this revolution. It goes back again. People are like, look at this thing. This is awesome. Come and check this out. And I think there's probably some of that still with the whole live music. I think we're going to have a generation of this age group now in 10 years' time or five years' time going to go, I want to see a band. I want to see live music. I want to see this. And they're going to come back. It's going to come back again. It'll come back very heavy, I think. It, it seems Absolutely. to have these circular, these, uh, sorry, these uh, circular sort of things where it just goes around and around. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and look, a, a big part of that is that yeah, on a local level here, and when we look at what the government, how the government looks at our industry, they pretty much just look at live music. And yeah, we've got to now look at that. What are all these other areas that are going to reemerge? Keep moving around. I mean, for example, the government puts a lot of money at the moment into enticing film projects to be done here in Queensland. Mm. Now, one of the things I'm arguing to people, to some government people, about is if you're going to put those incentives in place, how about giving a little bit more incentives for the production companies that actually decide to use five or ten percent Queensland music in those productions? Why don't we look at how we work better with the gaming? The, you know, the, the 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 lads who are you know making a lot of the gaming, the games, yeah, video yeah, games, video games yeah. online games. How do we use more music in that sex space? How do we get music being utilised more effectively with youth education or with aged care? How do we look at all these other ways where there's income to be made so that then we're, we're looking at, from a local industry, how do we, we maximise you know, the, the streams where income can, can come in? Mm -hmm. Then once we've done that, we need to start looking at how we get some bit more structure around the industry. Like one of the things we've never had, most of my friends have never had, and myself, is super things like that mm. we'd always get money coming in from different areas and you have multiple income streams coming in but they'd come in at different time frames you never had a weekly wage and by the time you got your money in the bills had added up and mm. you kind of you never got ahead so yeah how do, how do we help get some structure around around um so that you know young artists coming through can get on top of their financials and things like that just these things that help make us an industry so that's what i was really looking at but then as the whole COVID thing was going on i was seeing it wasn't just musicians it was people working in hospitality it's people working in tourism people working in security companies all these things we've got domino effect that. wasn't it yeah we absolutely yeah there's yeah. Not, nothing helping us develop these industries and yeah. it's not it's not peanuts you know even when the government's releases they've been tossed around lately has been saying that in the arts sector in queensland it's worth 8.5 billion a year to the economy and and employs over ninety-two thousand people now that's not including all the extra hospitality people so they're big numbers for the government to be looking at and we've just got to wake them up and say look you know, in the last arts budget they put out in the last state budget up here, I think there was about 90-something thousand dollars went to the arts, 90 million dollars or so went to the arts sector. But over 70 million of that was for building projects. I was going to say, surely that's not just for art projects. That's got to be seven, building seven, infrastructure or something. Seven million was for the musicians. <laughs> and that's, that seven <laughs> went to venues, which doesn't filter down to the musicians. And when you put that in comparison, you know, they just recently approved a, uh, a traffic light set up at West End here in Brisbane. And yeah, don't get me wrong, traffic lights are important, but they spend ten million on that one set of traffic lights, whereas the whole music industry in Queensland got seven million. So it's just like yeah. BS, you know. It's, yeah. it's just the whole thing. so I don't know. I'm not probably not making any sense here. But what I'm saying is, I just saw, you know, what we all went through 
the dramas of families being disrupted. I've got friends who've lost homes and families. I know friends, people through people who have suicided through the whole thing. There's been all that physical and emotional and mental damage that's been done. There's also been this business damage that has been done to a sector that is very underrated and has no one representing it. My interest is how do we actually bring that together? Are there so no that, bodies I mean, like wasn't isn't there like Q music or there's some some yeah. sort of bodies that but they don't really do anything, do they? They're just lip service. No, but Q music and arts Queensland are the two bodies here in Queensland really that yeah. get support funding support from the government. During the whole pandemic thing, they scamdemic, they did they've done nothing. They just went under right. they, hiding, they, they really just well, but they became they became a vocal piece for the government. You know, the the guy who's the head of Q music on the night when the on the night when the mandates were coming in and they had to have your little tick thing to get in, he was running around on Facebook saying, you know, boasting about how much fun he was having showing his green tick everywhere. Well, you know, people in the industry were distraught and, and you know, that's just, it's just um, um, you know, the best thing we can do is figure out how to move forward without government, how we get structure in place without government, how we make them play catch up to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how do we start holding them responsible for the damage that's been done uh, to businesses, to lives and everything else, you know, because um, Can I just take it back a little bit? I wanted to just try and give the, the, the listeners a bit of a, a heads up because obviously not everyone is in that industry, you know, we're, not everyone really. I mean, I'm sure some people who are listening went to pubs, went to clubs and enjoy that kind of atmosphere. Um, for my listeners, and most of you already know, I've, I came from a hospitality background uh, before I started my, my new job. Uh, and that's where I met, actually, it's where I met Andy, to be honest, and uh, he's one of the patrons at the club, and uh, it's where I met Nick, of course, uh, being one of the entertainers he used to book at the club. Uh, we're talking East's Leagues Club at Cooperoo, but I wanted to try and just get the listeners, just to try and get, get their head around the impact that this had on people just like you, other entertainers that you know, like... What happened, mate? You, did you have any income coming in? Like, what did you do for? for you went to, how how you went hard to no was in- this for you over the last two years? You went to no income. You had to figure out what you're doing. I was you know, trying to busk work a busk. I was doing bits and pieces. Yeah, right. Um, and we're looking for other jobs, but it just wasn't. Uh, you know, the, when you're locked down and all that stuff, you, you nothing you can do. So we were trying to figure out how to do live streaming or sell our music more online but there's just nothing to do and i'd say that we probably lost 50 percent of the people out of the industry far out and the people who stayed in definitely lost you know working well even though we're getting some work in now it's still probably about i reckon 30 percent of where we were at for an income stream so it made us you know it's a lot of them my family included you know we've had to make decisions about our house and move on to other things and stuff mm. like that. Um, Have you heard of any other stories? You, you, do you know personally of anyone who's, you know, suffered greatly because of this? I mean, we, I know we've, oh, hey. my wife has, my, she knows people who have committed suicide over this, you know, like the, the whole yep. lockdown mandates and everything else. So. Yep. I know people through people that have, have had suicide issues, yeah. not none personally for me directly, um, but certainly friends who've had family split, Mm. who've lost their houses, lost lost that, lost their businesses. Um, and, you know, people think, they tend to think that, you know, you're a musician, it's kind of like a hobby thing or something, <laughs> but it's not. You're a service provider like mm. any other business. And, you know, and look, it's not just us. It, obviously, it was people working in bars. It was deli- people running delivery yeah. trucks. My, my, it was security guys. My brother know. still works. He works at um, 
Broncos Leagues Club. He's on the front desk there. Um, if you've been doing any gigs there or not during the day, but you'll see Dean at the front desk. That's that's my brother there. He and uh, you know, I was chatting to him the other day. I'm like, well, mate, what's what's the numbers like? You know, what's the memberships like? And it's they, they dropped to below half of their membership base. Yeah. You know what I mean? Clubs yeah. like the big clubs they, like East. You know, you just cut in half. Patronage yeah. is down. Whatever it's dead every day. Whatever they're saying about this ninety percent stuff is one rubbish. It's yeah, it just doesn't. It's, it's crazy. But two, also, most families are mixed. Like you know, we have people in our family who are got vaccinated, some who didn't, mm-hmm. and most reasonable families not going to go out and leave people behind. So you're losing all those people out of the market as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, just the uh, the absurdity of the whole thing. You know, people can go to food courts, gyms, be on public transport, but they can't go to a restaurant or a cafe or a bar and hang out. This it was just purely to make sure that the fear. Would, could be used on people. Yeah, we talked community. about this a lot. It was purely about compliance and, and control. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was no no other what, two ways about it. That's the, exactly what it was about. It was not about health. Yeah. We all know that. And we've spoken about yeah. that many times on the show. Yeah. Um, and now, and, and my, my argument is against my local government because that's what I know. But as we've seen, it's the same all around the world in so many countries. It's been the same rollout that they've done everywhere. And it's um, been very orchestrated across the whole board. You know, I've got friends in entertainment industries, you know, across the world, and they've all had the same problem we have. Yeah, there you go. Now, obviously, we mentioned earlier just before, good old, uh, our favourite politician, little uh, Miss Anastasia Palachuk, uh, made an announcement just recently that um, we're now allowed to go back into these places. You also don't have to be vaccinated to work in, in these places, in these sectors now as well. Um Obviously, lots of places lost a lot of business. They had to also cull a lot of staff who didn't want to go and get the jab, all that sort of stuff. We all have stories of that. Um, but now, um, as of, I think, uh, this coming Thursday, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I think, is it from 1 a.m. Uh, or 1 p.m. now? I think yeah, it's, something like that. Yeah, I think around, it's Thursday. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely this Thursday coming. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the, the unvaxxed hordes, as they like to refer to us as, uh, are allowed to go back into these places and venture into them. So... I knew I was. I, I went actually. That, that when that announcement got made, I was keeping an eye on your Facebook page because <laughs> I, I love your rants, mate. You actually have some. You make some good points. You write very well. You make and you put everything out there um, for the world to see. And you 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 you, know, you don't you know, don't pull any punches, mate. It's all there for everyone to see. And it all makes sense. And that's why I, was, I wanted to keep an eye because I'm like, okay, here we go. I know someone in the entertainment industry. Let's see what he feel how he feels about this. Um, are you happy to kind of just take us through that post a little bit about what you wrote? Do you have that? Sure. Here? My Well, my basic feelings were that one, as a standalone issue, it's great that the mandates have been removed. That's great. It enables you know, family, friends to get back to work and for everyone to get their human rights back. I mean, that was one thing I you pointed out to me ages ago was the Human Rights Act of you know, 2019 Correct. in Queensland. Yeah. And that the you know, when you look at the emergency orders they've had in place for the for the you know the health orders yep. there's it clearly states that it overrides all other issues except the Human Rights Act. <laughs> so how nice. they've been able to do this and how the lawyers aren't going crazy, I have no idea. Yeah. But anyway, um you know, I'm I'm not an expert in any of those areas. What I'm an expert in is is just my little yeah, part of the world and, and music and don't sell yourself while, short you're right really well <laughs> you should be blogging well, mate. <laughs> while it's great those mandates have been moved the the thing is they can't repair the damage that's been done 
I mean, the businesses that have lost a loss, the people who've lost their lives have lost them, the families that have split, the kids that have suffered because of the stresses between parents. That's all happened. And, you know, it's all too little, too late, the whole thing. And we just have to now make sure that we don't forget. I mean, people tend to have that thing you know, after the time passes a bit. Oh, isn't it great that, you know, the Premier's been so nice by opening things up for us? No, when someone takes your, their foot off your neck, you don't say thank you to them. You just make sure you get stronger and it doesn't happen again. And that's what we have to do now. We can't. So that was pretty much the sum, my summary of what I said in, the, in that blog was, was that, yeah, on the, as a standalone thing, it's great it's been removed, but it comes nowhere close to dealing with the real issue, which is the damage that has been done over that long period of time. Can I ask, do you, do you yourself or, do you, or even just for the industry itself, do you feel cheated by this? so I, many I, of them I, were made to get the jab mate and i'm not asking you personally and feel free you don't have to tell me if you don't want to but i, no, no. I imagine there's a lot of people out there that went fuck i'm gonna have to get this thing i don't want it but i'm gonna have oh. to get this to start doing gigs again you know what i mean well, i won't get into our family details but i i, I had to get it to work we there had no go. way of food on the table but and I, I felt like i had to do it with the gun to my head I, you know i was kicking and screaming doing it but i i tried so many different ways to keep us going and there were I'm not getting the family into private details, but there are reasons within the family why others, some others couldn't. And, you know, it's the, every family. I don't want to put ourselves being special because so many people went through that stuff. Mm. And when when you said we feel cheated, absolutely we do, but also feel cheated along with the teachers and the healthcare workers and all these other people have gone through the same thing and been put into ridiculous situations. Of I'll get into that next, actually, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yes, I feel that we've been cheated. I feel that we've been really pushed aside i think one of the big things for our industry which i probably jumped into early now i don't know if it made sense but we were easy to pick on because we have no representation we have no legal lobbying no political lobbying mm. power you know we don't don't make the donations like some of the other unions do things like that and to me that's what to me that's the focus now is okay i can complain about what's going on but that what's going on has gone on what's happened has happened but even what if you did nick even if you had a a union body looking over you andy look remember what happened with the qf meu or whatever it is you know that they just turned their back on the whole thing yeah. down in victoria yeah they just went well we agree down with in, the government down in melbourne yeah that's what that whole that's what that whole blow up was all about. So, what was the point of being with a union to represent you when they don't actually but, they just take your money? You yeah. know, so this is where I don't this is where I don't think a union's way to go for our industry at the moment. I'm ta I'm talking to some people about how we can put an alliance together, mm. basically for for independent businesses. Where the only thing we really have going for us, and it's a really big thing, is most of us who are in the industry have really strong social media contacts. We, um, you know, where, where the average person might have three or four hundred contacts you know most people in the industry have you know three five three thousand to five thousand mm. contacts mm. what we need to do is figure out how can we get organized to use those numbers so that we actually have a real voice that can put pressure on local politicians and that's where it's going to change you know when when, when they have these states of emergency um the premiers and whatever the yeah the health jerks can do whatever they want to do there's nothing we can say but where we can put pressure on is with our local members and making sure we're scaring the hell out of them that come the next election we've got such a massive wave of people through social media and everything else mm. is going to vote their asses out that they then put pressure on the premier to change their decisions because they're scared about their own jobs yeah yeah that's a good idea that's that's probably one of the only ways to do it is to is to take that angle uh 
I, 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 Andy, would you agree with that? Like, that's there's how else would you do it? Use I, that social I, media presence. I do. I do agree with him. You know, like uh, I don't know whether I was talking about it with you, uh, general or not, but the 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 current Queensland government they actually survey. They must spend a small fortune actually, like getting the pulse from the people right about how far, like basically getting a, a like a, a scientific fear level by actually um, uh, polling the people. So so that then they can actually like scientifically, if you if you like, for lack of a better word, work out what policies they can write, how much they can get away with it, right? So if you can poll oh, like, five thousand yeah. people over a weekend about something like, you know, uh, will you be wearing a mask, say, come Monday? <laughs> and, and let's just say the majority of the people say, Oh yes, yes, I'll be wearing a mask. Then the government, like when they're making decisions that coming working week, they know they're not going to get pushback. Correct. Yeah, they'll mm. they'll know accurately that they can get away with certain things. So you're saying and that this they how, correlate this into what Nick's saying? Like, how, how does that? You, are you saying they would do the same sort of thing, or is it similar action yeah. that Nick's suggesting we we do? Like poll well, poll well, Nick's audience, for example, is that what you mean? Like, and say. What do you think of this MP's decision to do this? Will you vote for them? Uh, yeah, you know, well, then... that's right. Okay. Andy, in general, can I ask Sorry. you guys a question that you'll be more you'll be more expert on? Sure. When you look, Andy, when you look at those things at the polling they do, it seems. And I've talked to some friends of mine who are like within some of the departments who support what we're doing, and they've really tried to help our industry out, but it would get to ministerial levels and it would just go nowhere. Mm. And it seems like the the pulse of a lot of these ministerial levels seems to be way off the mark. But what I've been seeing is they still seem to look at everything in terms of left and right. Uh, and we are, it's a labor policy, liberal policy. Whereas I think there's a whole new market now. There's like, it's more split along the lines of those who blindly believe what the government says or those who actually are thinking for themselves and are much more independent thickens. And I'm not sure that the polling that these government departments are doing is taking that into consideration. And I think we're actually a bigger movement in that sound, bigger threat to them than they're realizing. I mean, am I just I off with the fair extent, or no, do you think that's something to do that? I agree. And this is why I talk about it all the time. And Andy, I don't know if you probably agree as well. The numbers, they say, oh, we've just hit 90% vaccination. No, you haven't. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. I, I was talking, you know, mentioning the, the, the numbers attending Broncos games at Suncorp Stadium on my last show. I was like, you can tell whenever there's a local derby of like Broncos versus Cowboys at that at that stadium, it's a fucking sellout. It's like fifty thousand plus every time. I've seen it. I've seen the crowd numbers. Crowd numbers are sitting around thirty or less, even for those big big games. You know what I mean? That's because people can't get in there. They're not allowed to get in there. So they we know they're lying about the numbers. Of course, they're going to be lying about these. Anything else, mate? You know what I mean? Do you, do you, do you think do you think that's going to come into play? Where I'm wondering whether it's, and I don't think we'll know till election days come roll around. But I just think they're underestimating the amount of people that are going to vote independent because they're still thinking left and right. If you know, they're thinking they're either going to go Liberal or Labor. Yeah. I don't think they're really understanding how many how many people. I mean, so many of my friends in the music industry, most of us were Labor voters. You know, most, uh, most of them were sort of left voters. And just for everyone I know is never going to vote for a major again. Mm. Andy, you, you, answer, sure. you answer first. What's your thoughts on that, mate? Do you reckon there's definitely a, a, I, a split there? I just feel that the, this, this current, especially the Queensland government, is 
based its complete decisions, whether it's right or wrong, based completely on what it the mood of the people and the and um, what they can get away with and and what's popular. Do you think they've Not got what the numbers? The industry do, you, needs? do you think they're getting the numbers they think they're getting? You think they're going to get a shock uh, to the system at the next election? Man, that's a really tough question. You know, some days I look around me and I think, oh, look, you know, people are really waking up. And then I have a, then I just have days where I, I just have so many asleep people are around me. You know, if I'm going to a shopping centre or something like that, that I think far out. You know, like what's wrong with these people? You know, like they're just all all asleep at the wheel. Mm. Um, mm. So I don't know. I look. I, I think it's kind of. I think it's borderline. I think it's like almost like to me. It feels like like fifty fifty. You know, fifty fifty meaning that that fifty percent of the people out there think that probably the government's doing a good job in keeping us safe, and the other fifty are willing to vote for someone else. Correct. Yeah, Do you think it comes down to that so much as? Like a lot of people I know, they either they grew up and they either vote Labor or Liberal. That's kind of like where they go. They don't even really think about it. The people who tend to vote Labor, some a lot of them, particularly if they're working for government, have tended to think Palachuk's done a great job, yada, yada, yada. They've got two pay rises through the whole thing. They haven't lost anything. hasn't affected them. They're safe and they're all's good. People who vote Liberal on the other side, they're kind of against her, but they're kind of ignorant to the fact that the opposition's just hasn't done anything. Yeah, you know, it's like kind of a thing. The, what, what's going to make the difference is that block in the middle that does swing. And I think that's a bigger block than it's ever been before because a lot more people who used to vote Labor are, are, are like saying, like I said, they're going, not going to do that again. So that uh, what I was meaning before was I don't think the, the government, when they do their numbers, I don't, I, you know, I'm a, I don't know, I'm uneducated, but I think in this area, but I don't think they 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 have their heads across how big that swinging vote is now these days mm. and i think you know that to you know we, we've got what we've got to do then as people who are trying to push against the government is really encourage as many people as we can to vote independent but then also start looking at which independents they're voting for they've got to make up their own mind about that you know we've got to make sure that these votes go in a way that don't strengthen liberal labor mm. so yeah all these things we've got to figure out but when the government does their numbers, and I, I think the thing was one thing with our industry, they kept looking at how, at how they can keep the boot on our throat because it was a benefit to them to always, you know, if they had to suddenly turn around and wanted to start, you know, I think they were so tempted to go really hard on the, the fourth booster thing or whatever they're up to now or whatever, whatever yeah. number they're at. But I think there's been such pushback. And there's just, you know, so many people having heart attacks everywhere now that they're like kind of like... They, they can't yeah, hide it anymore, they, you know. They're getting scared. There was a thing yeah. I saw on Channel 9 this morning where the sports guys were talking about how many people were having in the AFL had been having mm. problems and, and they were talking about, oh, one of the commentators there had Bell's palsy and they, they started talking about how they're going to investigate the, when they're going to start investigating the vaccinations. I'm like, on Channel 9, they're actually talking about this. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it was They it was see it. They see it. They're just not allowed to talk about it. But they see it, well, mate. I guarantee you well, I they see they, it happening. I don't know if they did see it for a long time. I mean, No, that's the, what I mean. Now they are. They're starting to see like, it more and more. And they're going, holy shit, yeah, yeah. People are saying it. They're, people are dropping dead absolutely. left, right, and center. They absolutely. can't hide it and anymore. I think, and as that comes out to the government, you know, more and more, there's got to be some of those people like that, that help. What's our health officer up here? That John, whatever his name is, was, and him, him his comment about how, um, you know, the unvaccinated are taking up too much oxygen. You know, that's got yeah. a lot of people ang really angry. 
and the pressure's just building up on them. And I don't know whether they fully appreciate how big that block in, in well, the middle is. That, that's Rick why I think, Nick, that's why we start to see moves like Anastasia coming out and making these statements about rolling back these industries. And yeah. um, I think it was just today I put up in our little um, Telegram group here. Andy, I'm not sure if you've seen it now, but Human Rights Commission challenges mandatory COVID-19 vaccination of teachers. Queensland Human Rights Commission has claimed a direction requiring teachers and early childhood workers to be fully vaccinated is not justified and outside the Chief Health Officer's powers. I guarantee you that's the next sector that'll fall and it'll probably get wound back before the election. And she'll try and claim this as a, look what I've done, look how good I am, we've done this, we've, we've kept you safe, you're safe now, trying to sell that point. But that's a, that is a, a dead set wedge that she's been carved in and I don't think that they'll forget. They'll be like, well... The, the, the NPC masses, like we call them, the non-player character masses that are out there, they'll probably just fall for that and think, oh, she's so wonderful. But the people in these industries, they're not going to forget. They'll fucking know. They'll remember. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I'm really this. keen And they're going to cast these votes to... We're going to see a massive rise in One Nation. We're going to see a big rise in UAP. Whether they're going to hold swing votes or, or kick... You know, I think that one of these major parties will only just scrape it in in the next election. That's my, that's my guess anyway. They'll still get in, but they'll only just... I think they'll just scrape it in. Andy, do you, love do you agree to that at all? Just before we cross over to you, Nick. Do you reckon that these majors will only just scrape in in the next election and we'll see big rises in these um, other up-and-comings like One Nation and UAP? Hey, folks, if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please do head over to our Patreon page and support the show. You can listen to the rest of it there as one of our members, patreon.com forward slash Australia. That's the website there. There's a whole bunch of uh, other podcasts available specifically just for members of mine. We interview uh, guests from uh, all over the world, actually. Lots of different different and interesting topics as well. Uh, we hope you can uh, head over there. We've got uh, podcasts that include things like the Titanic Conspiracy. There's a five-part series on the Port Arthur Massacre, the Electric Universe Theory, the Moon Landing Hoax, and more. If that's the sort of stuff you'd like to hear as well, please head over and sign up you can uh, join up for around about five or seven bucks i think it is uh, australian dollars a month feel free to binge everything into one month and cancel it i don't care i just would like everyone to head over there and uh, show you support for alternative media here in australia thanks again guys
Is it what you don't know? 